Hello, I'm Charles Curvis, Australasia's passion provocateur. Welcome to this week's episode of The Charles Curvis Show. Since 1993, I have been inspiring, provoking, motivating people to discover their passion. That's why I'm Australasia's passion provocateur. I remind you sometimes I say to people when they say, what is a passion provocateur? I say, I'm like a mental laxative. I unblock constipated thinking. This show is based on the formula SA plus P equals S. Self-awareness plus passion equals success. Each week we aim to give you one big idea that can make a major positive difference to your life if it's relevant to your life. This show is not politically correct. And at that moment in time, let me share a light idea with you, a funny idea with you. If you think no one cares about you, try missing a payment or two. I'm wearing my red jacket, the colour of passion. Red is the colour of passion. So when you see red, think of me. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast or to the YouTube channel that you're watching, watching, please subscribe on the arrows. This show also subscribes to the view that we are human spirits as well as physical bodies. And so spirituality plays a significant part in our thinking, in our topics, in the ideas that I share with you. Well, the week in Australia and Victoria has gone on. Another week has gone by and Victoria has been shut off from the rest of Australia. Our borders with South Australia and New South Wales are shut, patrolled by police, all in the name of coronavirus. Again, I say, what nonsense because there's a spike in coronavirus cases that's why we flattened the curve so that the hospitals wouldn't be overwhelmed the hospitals are not overwhelmed this is not a deadly disease but we shut the borders i say unconstitutionally and illegally however as i've said in one of my passion points to ponder and in one of the earlier episodes of this show there are benefits for us. It is wonderful in Melbourne how little traffic there is. It is much easier to get around. And today's quote is going to be relevant to the topic, which is cultivating a deep love of learning. It comes from Napoleon Hill, this quote, and it's relevant to what's happening with coronavirus. Every adversity Every failure and every heartache carries with it the seed of an equivalent or a greater benefit. Every adversity. We are in Australia and Victoria and right around the world going through adversity. We are going through heartache. Grandparents can't see their grandchildren. People are in hospital with ridiculous rules. So, I urge you to look for the equivalent or greater benefit 
of this adversity for you. And start to think about that because if you focus solely on the adversity, you will feel bad. That control of your thinking is a crucial element of this show, of what self-awareness is about. Because at the end of the day, your self-awareness and your passion is designed to help you live life in a way that gives you happiness, that makes you feel successful. Because if you're feeling successful, you feel good. If you feel good, you feel happy. You've got all this other stuff happening, but you feel happy. It's a great way to live life. That's why once a week, coming to listen to this show reminds you of these crucial principles for living a life that gives you deep satisfaction and joy. Isn't that what you're after? Before I share the details of this week's big idea, I remind you about our two websites, coves.com. That's for corporate programs. I'll be running some public programs. And charlescoves.com, which focuses on the self-awareness and passion quest. This week I'm going to tell you more about that after I've shared this week's big idea with you, this week's one big idea. I also invite you to subscribe to Passion Points to Ponder. It's a regular email that I send out, you might call it a blog, that will also make you think deeply about certain issues. People have given me great feedback over the years. I've been publishing Passion Points to Ponder since 2000, so over 20 years. It's 27 years of passion provocation, and I reckon I know a little bit about passion by now. So, to today's big idea, do you have a deep love of learning? And if not, why not? I want to share with you the idea that if you don't have a deep love of learning, then please cultivate a deep love of learning. I have seven strategies for passionate performance in your life. I have a bookmark, it's on my card. I've been sharing these seven strategies. Strategy number six is to invest 5% of your time and 5% of your income in your learning. 5% of your time, there's 168 hours in a week. That's eight hours a week in learning. That's a little over one hour a day. And if you're earning $200,000 a year, your learning can be made to be tax deductible. I used to be a tax lawyer. Most of you know that. And just imagine if you invested 5% of your $200,000, that would be $10,000 a year in your learning, in your development. I mean, at the end of the day, what is more important than you developing you? Now, universities in Australia lament the fact that people who have finished their formal university don't keep coming back. They struggle to get sufficient students, ignore the coronavirus difficulties at the moment where students can't get together anyway. And I ask people, what are they doing about their ongoing learning? What structured process have they got for their ongoing learning? Where are they investing in ongoing learning? And I'm sorry to say that most people don't do it. And I say that is 
a disastrous decision. Your ongoing learning is a crucial element of your happiness. I love Tony Robbins' principle that progress leads to happiness. If you're not progressing, if you sit back and be lazy and don't give a rat's, you cannot be happy. You know, now, remember, each one of us is a weirdo. You've heard that in previous episodes. A tiny proportion of you might be happy sitting around doing nothing, but I haven't seen many people able to do that. The benefits for you of learning are simply immense. What is it that you would love to learn? And if you don't have a deep love of learning, what is it that stops you loving learning? Now, I've talked about the fear of mistakes. I consider that for most people, learning, you see, when you are born, learning was innate. Children, you don't have to encourage children to learn, to explore, to innovate. They're hungry to learn. We are born hungry to learn. And then we go to school, and most schooling knocks the joy of learning out of us. It's time to let that go from your subconscious mind. It's time, because of the changing times that we're in, we all have to keep learning. Why? Because circumstances are changing. So why would we not love learning? Well, because we're low on energy. And why are we low on energy? Because we're not healthy. You see, health is a crucial element of energy generation, as is your passion. Passion is a source of unlimited energy. Learning requires energy. The part of your body that consumes the most energy is your mind, is your thinking. And then you go, oh, I've got learning. It's all hard work. No, it's not. Not if you have a joy of doing it. And then you have to deal with the issue of making mistakes of failure because it's not possible to develop a new skill that you are learning without making mistakes. And then you'll sit back and you go, oh, I've had enough of mistakes. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Because if you're going to progress, you have to keep making mistakes and be willing to fail. That's why Napoleon Hill's quote today is so relevant. In every failure lies the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit. So part of this self-awareness exploration is to say, what is blocking your love of learning? Let me share with you a story of the benefits of learning. In 1994, I attended a Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within weekend. Tony Robbins is a true master in human behavior. Anyone who poo-poos Tony Robbins is innocently ignorant or deliberately ignorant or negligently ignorant because they do not understand what he's doing, the, the amazing knowledge that he has around human behavior that I have, I must say, I'm pretty good on the knowledge of human behavior, but Tony Robbins is, is just excellent. And what he has managed to do in his 40-plus years of exploration of human behavior is just wonderful. Go to his YouTube channel. Go and have a look at the ideas that he shares. I did UPW back in 1994, and the one decision that I made during that program led to me recovering, this is, you know, 26 years ago, $84,000 that a client owed to me that I was reticent to collect. 
And it was robins saying, what are you avoiding? That led me to say, I'm avoiding asking for the money. Had I not asked, I would not have got the $84,000. And three months later, that company went into liquidation. I would have got nothing. A magnificent reward for my willingness to learn. I urge you to start writing down what it is that you want to learn. What skill do you want to have? I have a long list. Let me share with you some of the things that I want to keep learning and developing. Negotiation skills. I consider that for the rest of my life, I can keep developing my negotiation skills. There are so many great books on it, courses on it. There are so many books I want to read. I want to get better and better at designing strategy. I run strategic thinking programs. Strategic thinking is one of the topics in the self-awareness and passion quest. Designing strategy for organizations, I also do that, but I want to get better and better and better at strategy. Part of strategic thinking and designing strategy revolves around a comprehensive understanding of how the world works. I play the guitar, I play the double bass, I play the piano. I want to get better at developing my skills at all of them. There are so many things I want to learn. What is it that you want to learn? What is stopping you? Become aware of it and unblock that stoppage. Your deep love of learning will liberate you from the fear of the risks of learning, but the fear of an uncertain future. Because an uncertain future means it's very exciting. Just imagine being Prince Charles or any person in a position where they know for the next two or three years what they're going to be doing. Wouldn't that be boring? No, life is this amazing game. And that reminds me of the song that is this week's song by Louis Armstrong, What a Wonderful World. This is a wonderful world. I see trees of green. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. By the way, singing that song for you reminds me that I also want to develop my singing skills. Long, long list. And that's why I feel like a little kid because I wake up every morning. I've got this enormous long list of stuff I want to learn, of skills I want to develop. I hate making mistakes, I hate failing, but I have a deeper love of learning. I have a deeper love of the idea that we are here as human beings to learn and grow. So that's the idea of the week, the love of learning. And that ties into what the self-awareness and passion quest is about. There are now 12 topics being put onto the website, 12 monthly topics. When you join the Self-Awareness and Passion Quest, each month there will be a group discussion. Each group is no more than 12 people. The program is specifically designed for C-suite executives, chief executive officers, chief financial officers, chief operating officers. They're called the C-suite executives. I've worked with many executives over the years. It's for lawyers, accountants, dentists. Dentists will get great benefits from joining the Self-Awareness Passion Quest. It's a tiny investment, a tiny monthly investment. You have access to me to ask me any question. You have access to me during the month on an agreed basis. 
to have a conversation about privately what might be blocking you from your next step in your development, what might be blocking you. You might not be able to find it. That's what the self-awareness is about. You might not know deeply what your passion is. You might be searching for a source of courage to give away the career that you're no longer passionate about, just like I did back in 1993. The self-awareness and passion quest for a small monthly investment will help you in your next step, in your development, in helping you be happy on an ongoing basis. That's my promise to you. And if it doesn't do that, then you don't pay me anything. But I promise you that this tiny investment is designed to make it easy for you to come on this journey in a way that is, you know, not scary. I never force anybody to do what they really don't want to do. My job is to help people shift their thinking so they want to do what will be good for them to do. Please take a look, charlescoves.com. The 12 monthly topics are covered there. You can join anytime. Each of the topics will be handled discreetly. This is not about taking on a whole bunch of more information that you won't use. The self-awareness and passion quest is designed to help you change your thinking, your awareness, your spirituality, your peacefulness, and calmness in the face of what's ever happening in your life. I promise you it will be of enormous value to you. Come and join us. Now, my spiritual tip. Today's spiritual tip comes about from a quote in yesterday's Australian of the 11th of July. And it was a short piece on how to follow your intuition. And I thought I would read it to you because it was very well put. On page three of The Australian, it was by Belinda Davidson, an author, and she describes herself as a professional intuitive. People often confuse, this is how it goes, people often confuse, quote, follow your feelings, end quote, with, quote, follow your intuition, end quote. If you follow your feelings, you may be following your fear. If you follow your fear, then you are being led by your knee-jerk reaction down a path that is probably not in your best interest. Feelings and intuition are completely separate. Just like I feel like a coffee right now. It's not intuitive, I feel like a coffee. Following your gut, as people like to say, is beyond feeling. To arrive at your intuition or gut, you need to do some form of practice that gets you beyond your fear. Meditation is a great place to start. That's the spiritual tip, a reminder. Meditation is a great place to start. It allows you to calm the central nervous system so you can go beyond feelings and arrive at a place of clearness of mind which is where true gut feeling comes from. Whether it's Hinduism or Buddhism or Christianity, different religions teach that we are not our body. 
We are not our mind. We are not our feelings. It's also worth noting that at a scientific level, our emotions are chemical responses. So if you're following your feelings, you may just be following some random chemicals that are being pumped through your body. One way you can cultivate your intuition is to start with five minutes of meditation per day. Because the world is so frantic right now, particularly with COVID-19, it's important to calm the central nervous system in order to get to a place of stillness. The next step is to increase your meditation practice. When you start to recognize your intuition, it's like having your own life coach on call 24-7 that can help you with any life problem. But this can only arise when you have a clear, calm mind where you are not stuck in your feelings or your fear. Beautiful piece. And just yesterday I attended a two-hour seminar via Zoom and another metaphor that reinforces this calmness of mind, of accessing your stillness, is that your life is like a glass of stirred up muddy water. But if you put the glass down in half an hour, the mud goes down to the bottom and the water becomes somewhat clearer. I think that's a useful metaphor, a useful spiritual tip. Get back into meditation. Start short bursts. Do it every day. I do it every day. Your health tip today is this. Why do you want to be healthier? People say to me, oh, I want to lose weight. I say, why? If you haven't got a good enough why to be healthier, then you're not going to do the work to become healthier. Just like if you haven't got a good enough why to learn, you're not going to go through the effort and the energy and the discipline required to learn. Why do you want to be healthier? Get clear on that. Now, it's time for a bit of levity. I love this story. It reminds me of my brother Andrew, who's a regular poker player, and my other one of my other brothers-in-law, Steve, who also plays cards on Friday night. Six guys are playing poker, having a great time every Friday night. Suddenly, Sam loses five hundred dollars in one in one round, and the shock is so great he drops dead. The other five players stand up and continue the game, standing up to respect Sam, but at the end of the game, they go, well, we better go and tell his his wife, his widow. So they draw straws as to who's going to tell the widow. And Goldberg draws the short straw, and his mates say to him, listen, you know, be somewhat discretious. Discretion, diplomacy, that's my art. Don't worry, I'll handle it. Goldberg rocks up to Sam's home. There's his widow. She says, where's Sam? Goldberg says, well, uh, Sam is really worried, you know. He's scared to come home because he he lost $500. His widow says, well, tell him to go and drop dead. Goldberg says, okay. (laughs) Love it. Now, that's creative thinking. So, that's it for today's show. I remind you to visit the two websites. I remind you to subscribe to Passion Points to Ponder if you haven't. I wish for you an amazing week of passion, of identifying what it is that you want 
to learn of you becoming ever more aware of the practices and the disciplines that are going to lead you to a life that every day when you wake up gives you joy. And if you if you spend your life avoiding challenge, avoiding difficulty, it is not possible for you to progress. So this week, love your challenges, love your problems. You deserve them. Wake up every morning, embrace those challenges, and I look forward to being with you next week. Thank you for being with us this week. Bye.